testing. One, two, three. Can y'all hear me out here? Y'all hear the mic? Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Cut your light on, man. All right, we're already on air, y'all. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you right now, Lord. We give you honor and grace, Lord, as we come before you in your presence, Father. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for all the blessings, the many blessings that you have given us. Now, as we go forth in the word today, Father, we ask, Lord, that you will continue to help us and keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. Let it say it like you mean it. Boy, that was even worse. One more time, people. Say it like you mean it. Lord, it's a good day. Is it a good day to be alive and healthy, y'all? Huh? It's a good day, isn't it? It's a blessed day to have life, you know? Because one day we'll wake up and it won't be like this. It'll be some other kind of way. It'll still be life. Okay, y'all. I'm going to leave it alone then. I don't think you hear me. But you will hear God. Trust me. You will hear God. Amen? Believe it or not, you will hear God. I want us to go, the Bible, uh, I want us to go to uh, Isaiah 59. I'm going to start at the 15th verse and read down to the 19th, okay? Say amen when you get to Isaiah, the 59th chapter. Starting at verse 15. And our title of this message today is, When My Heart is Overwhelmed. When My Heart is Overwhelmed. How many have been overwhelmed here recently in some things? Probably everybody in here. So it's not the fact of whether or not, that's right, one way or another. It's not the fact of whether you're going to be overwhelmed or not. But it's how you're going to deal with the overwhelming. Correct? Amen? Now, you can either be taken away by what's overwhelming to you, or you can stand strong in the midst of it and trust God, right? You can do that. So let's go to the Word and let's see what God has to say about when my heart is overwhelmed. What am I to do? Because a, a lot of people don't know what to do. A lot of people... They say they, when they hear from God, the Bible say, in the multitude of counselors dwell safe. In the multitude. It didn't say when you get off. Well, okay, when you got the advice of a fool, you're going to become a fool. But in the multitude of counselors, good counselors, dwell safety, right? We're always talking about hearing from God. You don't hear from God by withdrawing away from your counsel. <laughs> That's a fool in his madness, you see. But God got a word <laughs> for a fool today. You say you want to hear God? 
are here. Yea, verse 15. Yeah, truth does what? Failing. You see it? Truth failing. Truth fails, and he that depart from evil makes himself a prey. God Almighty. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. I got to stop right there. Notice what it says here. Now, truth is failing all in this land, is it not? And it says, now, truth fails, but the one that despises evil makes himself a prey. You know what a prey is? That's something that'll be eaten up by the thing that's stronger. See, the spirit of evil is stronger in the world right now than God's spirit. Why? Because God is allowing it to be like that. It's not because, see, God could wipe it out right now. But see, God uses the purging of the evilness of this world to find out who is and who isn't. Because you see, everybody can't get 24 karat gold. Only that which is worthy of it receives the reward like that. Okay? So in order to receive the reward, you've got to go through. So when my heart is overwhelmed by what? By this evil and stuff out here, what am I going to do? The Word of God says, now, those that are against evil and departing from it said they become a prey. And then the Lord saw it. See, the Lord sees your attackers. The Lord sees what's coming up against you. And it displeases God, he says. Him that, and he, it displeased him that there was no judgment. In other words, there was only character assassination and dogging out those that was trying to do right by those who don't care whether they do right or not. They just want it their way, and then they label God's city. For he putteth, verse 17, for he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. That's the one that's departing from evil. And he put on the garment of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay. So here's what God is saying. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, to the islands he will repay, recompense. So those that are coming at us to try to hurt us and destroy us and overwhelm us and get us off our mark, God said, I'm going to deal with them. See, God going to deal with them. You don't have to deal with them. All you got to do is turn it over to God. Now you watch what God do. If you think God don't have something to make some folk that's making your life miserable, God is going to turn that thing around and they're going to show them misery sevenfold. For the onefold misery they give you, they're going to receive sevenfold misery. Watch and see. Now the word of God says, according to their deeds, he said, I'm going to repay them. So verse 19 says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west. And his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood. The spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. See, you don't have to lift the standard up. God says that his spirit 
is going to lift the standard up. That's what his words say. When the enemy comes in, you know, all y'all raise y'all hands and say you've been overwhelmed by some things. God will lift up a standard if he hasn't already. He'll lift up a standard against that. Now that word standard there means banner or a way out. In other words, he will hide you from that flood that's trying to take you out. You see, in the book of Revelation, it talks about how the enemy, the devil, how it spit it out. Revelation 12, verse 15. It talks about how that enemy, how it spit out that flood in the earth at the woman, which is the church, and tried to devour. But God set up a standard and caused the earth to absorb it. In other words, he called the worldly people to absorb the evil. And it took it away from God's church because God's church was hid from it. Even though the enemy thought that it was flooding the people out. What it was, it was what we call a mirage. A thing that you see in the desert. It was a mirage. Because God said, I'm going to set up a banner. I'm going to hide you from that flood. But now watch this. He says now, they, when they that fear my name from the west. The west represents a place where the sun settles in at. So God say now, when the light of God settles itself, it's a settling place. The west is a place of settling. When God's light settles itself in us and we understand what the fear of God really is, and when the glory is shown coming from the rising of the sun. Look at the word here. Look at, look at here. I, I want you to see this as it is written. In verses uh, 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west. When that spirit of fear of the Lord begins to settle in on you. Representing the west. And his glory from the rising of the sun which is in the east which is from within. In other words, when you understand and you begin to understand what the fear of the Lord is, and when you begin to understand and see the rising of his glory inside of you, guess what's going to happen? Read the next verse. That's when the enemy going to come. See it there? See, when you begin to fear God, in other words, when you begin to try to do better in God, don't hell break loose. Do it. Come on, y'all. That's what he's talking about there. But God said, when you begin to fear my name and when you begin to understand what my glory really is in you, he said, now the enemy going to come in like a flood on you, but my spirit is going to lift up a standard against it. So whatever that thing is that's coming up against you, I declare it right now in the name of Jesus Christ, this house and the enemy that's trying to come up with against it shall be destroyed. Watch my word. It won't be long, and I'm talking about in weeks. The enemy that's coming up against this church will be destroyed. The devil is a stinking lie. All God was doing was purging because God, time is getting near, and God don't want nothing but the best. God is looking for 24 Carrot gold 
not 24 karat, you know what? It rhymes with gold. Got a lot of prostitutes in the house of God. That's what we got, prostitutes. You know God told me, you stinking devil is what you are. Stinking devil. They come in like a flood. But look here, Psalm 61. Two and three. Psalm 61, two and three. This house goes on. We don't care nothing about no chumps. Chumps can't hang with us no way. Watch this. Are you there? When my heart is over well. Psalm 61. Verses 2 and verses 3. Amen. Watch this. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. I ain't going to cry to you. I'm going to cry to him. I'm not looking for you to be my salvation. If you're going the wrong way, I'm not going to follow you crazy. Now both of us. The blind lead the blind. What they do? Both have a wreck. Now you in the ditch hollering about a wrecker. Well, you don't got my number no more, so I'm not the wrecker business for you no more. You understand what I'm saying? Wrecker clothes for you. Uh-huh. You, 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 old foolish Galatian, who had bewitched you? Wrecker service closed. You get in the ditch now, you in there on your own. I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm talking about them fools. I ain't talking about my people now. Because I'm with my people. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. The Bible says when my heart is overwhelmed, I need you to lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Now, Romans 8, 14 says that of many that are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. How can I be led to the rock when my heart is overwhelmed if the Spirit of the Lord is not leading me? Because another spirit who's going to claim to be the Spirit of the Lord is going to dictate to me in my insanity and in my insanity I'm all confused, I'm all jacked up and now I'm crazy as that which is leading me. Now you got two crazy where you had one. Amen? Am I lying up in here? Just telling this thing like it is. Just preaching it like it is. When my heart is overwhelmed. See, when my heart is overwhelmed, I need somebody going to help lead me to the rock that's hiding me. I don't need nobody that's going to go with me in my insanity. I don't need nobody. Look here. Somebody got to lead righteously. The Bible says, blessed is the person who's reviled and ridiculed for doing good. Rejoice and be glad because they did the same thing to those of the prophets before you. They did the same thing. When they talk about you and revile you, I told y'all and taught y'all about how 
a seed need dirt. That's why this church is so blessed. Because so much dirt been thrown on it. And God just keep on keeping. But see, God ain't, let me tell y'all something right now. Everybody ain't going to get the blessings. And the, and the blessed thing that we hear mostly is the knowledge that comes from this pulpit. Everybody don't get this. Turn on your, your TV and see what you're getting. Go to them other churches and see what you're getting. Just go. See what kind of word you're getting. You're getting a bunch of hype and a bunch of uh, 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 gravy, as I call it. But when you go out there on your job, you need some meat. To, and that's your job when you step on the outside of this thing. It's a job called life and living it. And you're going to need something more than some gravy and a good time and some rolling on the floor or some speaking in some uh, 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 uh. you're going to alright when they start shooting them real bullets at you I'm talking about real bullets I ain't talking about no fake I'm talking about the real deal when the real deal start coming at you what you going to do then what you going to do then is he'll lead me to the rock that's hiding me. Now this rock, we got to figure out what he's talking about here. First Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 6. First Corinthians 10, 1 through 6. Amen. Everybody there? 1 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 6. Amen? The Word of God says here, Moreover, brethren, I will not have you to be what? Ignorant. Everybody there? I'll say it again. Moreover, brethren, I will not that ye should be what? Ignorant. How that all our fathers were under the cloud, which is the word of God. And all passed through the sea, which was the spirit that was in the word. And were all baptized unto Moses. Moses represents the law. In the cloud, which is the word, and in the spirit, which is the sea. Amen? And they did all, not some, but all, eat the same spiritual meat. Jesus said, if you eat of my body. Uh -huh. Remember that? They all ate of the same spiritual meat. In the Old Testament, it was called manna. They didn't know what it was, so they named it, what is this? That's what manna means in the Old Testament. But Jesus comes in the New and tells you, I'm that bread from heaven that came down. If you got to eat of my body, that's what you ate in the wilderness, but you didn't even know what it was you were eating. Why? Because the law wouldn't let you see it. And because your own ignorance wouldn't let you see it. But he said, now I would not have you to be ignorant. In other words, I'm finna enlighten you, Paul said. He said now in verse 3, and did all eat the same spiritual meat? You got to eat of my body, he said. And in verse 4, he said, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. And if you drink of my what? My blood, right? Remember when he told them that? But they all turned back? Remember the word? 
He said, now, if you don't eat of my body and if you don't drink of my blood, then you won't have no part in me or the kingdom. And they say, well, after that, that's just too hard of a saying. Why? Because they didn't understand. But Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant. In other words, I want you to understand what he's talking about here. He said, now, and did, verse 4, all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock. Remember? Lead me to that rock that's hiding me. And they drank of that spiritual rock that's receiving. They received what was in the word that followed them. Do you not know that the word will follow you? Do you not know that God is following us and keeping a track on us as we go through this wilderness of this life? Same thing. That's all he's telling you. He said that this rock followed you through the wilderness. It's following us through this wilderness. And the Lord says that, and that rock was Jesus Christ. So that's who was following them through the wilderness then. That's who following us now. Same one. Now these things, well, but watch verse 5. Oh, this is where they are. Watch verse 5. But with many of them, God was not what? If God, let, let me ask you this. Oh, foolish Galatians out there in the world. If God is displeased with you, then you ain't got too much coming from God, right? But if God is pleased with you, then ain't God going to put you on top and keep you on top regardless? Because he's, no, ain't, right? Okay. Well, every time you've been overwhelmed, has God not set up a standard for you? Every time? When you didn't know what to do, how to do it, God somehow set up a standard for you. Did he not? That's what God do for his people. But when God is displeased with you, he'll leave you to your misery. He'll leave you in confusion. He'll leave you destitute, hungry, and everything else. These things will happen to people that are displeasing God. And I know some that's displeasing God right now. Verse 5 says, but with many of them, God was not well pleased. And look what he did. For they were overthrown well. Good God Almighty. Many people are falling off the wagon in this wilderness because God displeased with them. They was faking the whole time. And after they started going through the wilderness, see, you get so far in the wilderness, the wilderness will try you. Won't life try you? The further you go with it, it don't let up, do it. You can be 80 years old, life don't let up. Does it? And if you ain't got sense enough to save something up and get yourself together in your younger days, boy, it get rough. I'm, t I I'm talking to you now. I'm talking to you now. I'm telling you the truth. And I've tried to educate people and show them the way. I'm talking about young folk. And you can't tell an idiot nothing. Only thing an idiot know how to do is be stupid. Ain't nothing you can do with an idiot but let an idiot be an idiot. Because if you ain't careful, you'll be an idiot with one, trying to help one become smart. Sometimes you just got to let a fool go. And don't care. 
go to bed and sleep because after you done did all you know that you can do, ain't nothing else you can do, church, but keep on doing good in the Lord. Now, how many going to keep on doing good in God? Huh? How many of y'all ready to tell your family or anybody else to go to the Dickens for the sake of the Lord? Because God said you can't follow me if you ain't willing to give up your little chick on the side. Whether she your wife or who she is, if, you, if it ain't right and you follow it, God said you ain't worthy of me no way. I don't care how much you say God told you. You're a fool. You won't know what God told you. Go to the book. Go to the book. God said you'll prosper where you've been planted, not where you plant your own crazy self. <laughs> you plant yourself in a septic tank. Uh-huh. That's what you'll do. Acting a fool. You'll set yourself up. You'll plant yourself right in the middle of it. What's that I smell? Your stupidity is what you smell. Because you're the one planted yourself there in it. And now you're laying in it. You're in the bed with it. And it's stinking. And now it's all in you. It ain't on you no more. Now it's in you. You done breathe so much of it. Now it's in you. Am I preaching to you? God Almighty. Now it's coming out like an alcoholic. It's turning out your pores when things get heated up. Now what's that I smell? Good God, stupidity. That's what you smell. Oh, it's tight, but it's right. It's nasty up in here today. <laughs> yeah. Say they got overpowered, overthrown in the wilderness. How many of us has gotten overthrown? from God trying to walk through this thing without him. Oh, we get so far with God and then we say, I want to drive. Now, what would Ray Charles or Stevie Wonder looking like? You ride with him and he's like, let me drive. No, bro. You just keep playing that piano. You keep singing. But you ain't going to be driving nothing. Understand what I'm saying? I don't care how popular you are or what you think you are, you ain't driving nothing. Because you'll wreck something. Talking about I know. No, you don't know. If you knew, you wouldn't be in the condition you was in now. If you knew, right? If you, if you, if you know what you say you know, and then I look at your life, uh-uh. 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 When my heart is overwhelmed, you got to learn how to go to the rock. My life been overwhelmed a whole lot of times. I know how to go to the rock. And he always set up a standard and hide me when I don't know how to hide myself from the flood that's trying to come in. And you know what? It gives you peace. Gives you authority. Gives you knowledge of yourself. Now he says in verse 6, talking about being overthrown in the wilderness, he says, now these things were, whose example? Uh-huh. To the intent, to the intent. That was the intent of it now. Many of them didn't catch the intent. 
but it was to the intent that we should not lust after. What kind of thing? Okay. It's evil to do evil things, right? No way around it, is it? Now God said that if you do evil, you don't get up out of it, I'm going to overthrow you. I ain't going to let you go that way for so long. Just what happened to him in verse 5. But now he said, now, now these things in 6, these things were our example. To the intent that we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. And they that also lusted were overthrown in where? How many people you ever tried to help? And you tried to show them the way. But they were bent on doing it their way anyway. And they got overthrown in the wilderness of their own insanity. How many? How many times have we done it to ourselves? So you got to, so before you look somewhere else, always. Look real close. Look real close. Don't look far off. No. Get up close to it. Where you can see all the pimples. And you know what? If you look right when you look, you'll start repenting forever running your mouth against somebody else. Because you see just how ugly and nasty and filthy and evil each and every one of us are. And that's why I can't stand for none of these holy rollers to come to me and talk to me about nothing about God because all they think See, see, they don't give folk a chance to live. See, that's the law. The law keep you from breathing. People got to live. God give people a chance to make mistakes so that they can learn. And God's grace is sufficient. He'll help you. You don't learn by not making mistakes. Life is all about making mistakes and learning from them. So that you can go to the next level and leave a what? An example that others won't follow the same path. Until you've been in somebody else's shoe, then you blind trying to lead the blind. I got a lot of people who would like to tell me how to be a pastor and run this church, but they ain't never did it before. And when you give them the chance to do it, they don't want it. But they want to sit back and be a spectator. You ever seen no more commentators on Monday morning, no more, no more, no more, no more uh, uh, what they call them, old cable news people? You know, they keep talking crazy. Well, you know, Trump going to do this, Trump going to do that, he going to put his foot in his mouth. And Trump just keep on going up in the polls. Because people tired. People tired. Now, I know he ain't going to do no better than nobody else, but they like what he's saying. Because he's speaking for them. If you start speaking for people, then people will start liking you. You know what I'm saying? See, I'm speaking for y'all right now. I'm showing y'all what this thing do to us and what we got to do. See, anybody with good sense ain't going to hate me for doing that. But a fool, the Bible says a fool despises wisdom. And I hate you. The Bible says if you try to correct a fool, he'll hate you. And that includes she. Sure does. That, 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 that includes she too. 
Now watch. It said that they also lusted. Now, now Revelation 12.10, that's that, where I was talking about that flood. You see, 12.10, it was 12.10, not 12.15, but Revelation 12.10. My mistake. See, that's what I'm talking about. We have a chance to make the mistake and correct. See, what, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. But now, if, if I would have made a mistake and then allowed the mistake to go on, because I'm too proud to tell y'all that I made a mistake. It should have been, instead of verse 15, it should have been verse 10. Then I'd have been a fool, wouldn't I? And guess what? I'd have been leading you wrong, too. So there again, the blind lead the blind. What happened? Both fall in a ditch. Because really? you'd have went there looking for that in 1215, but it wouldn't, have been, it wouldn't have been there. And then some of you probably would have tried to make it there. You'd have looked and looked and you ever, you ever lost something and, you, and, and it ain't there. You ever had something in your pocket and you lost it? And you just keep, you go there 50 times, look, it's gone. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's gone. It's gone. Well, I had it there, but it's gone now. And it's not coming back. So you, sometimes we just got to let go, right? Amen. It's okay. That's life. Now, watch this. Verse 10, Revelation 12, 10. It said, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser. Uh-oh. That's that stinking devil. Who does he accuse? Us. It's cast down. And he, he which cast or which accused them before our God both day and night. But verse 15, I was right. Verse 15, go to verse 15 there and you'll see where the flood, and that's what we was talking about. Him spitting out that flood. See, when he was thrown down, so I was right. When he was, when he was cast down from heaven, you'll go there to verse 15 of chapter 12 and you'll see where he was mad. And what he did was he spewed out that flood. Remember when the enemy comes in like a flood? God said, I spirit of the Lord to set up a what? If you keep reading that, you'll see where the earth took the flood. Earth represents this world system. See, this world system is absorbing that flood of evil. But the true Christians that are hid out, see, there's a that that there are uh, there's the church, but there's the true church within the church. That's why judgment starts in the house of God first. Because what God has done is God is constantly churning. He's constantly bringing these overwhelming situations in your life to see whether you are worthy to stand up under his word or not. And most people we're finding, see, God is doing this. God is the one pruning. It ain't us, it's God. See, God will continue, and, 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 and all I can say is this, don't you be one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it ain't me. It ain't me. But things are going to go in your life now, you better hear. You're going to be tested. You're going to be overwhelmed by a whole lot of things. Sickness, death, poverty, no job, house leaking. Refrigerator ain't got nothing. All kind of things. Plus all these outside forces trying to kill y'all. And then all these folks supposed to be your friend trying to kill you all behind your back. 
What about them? Don't leave them monkeys out. No, don't leave them out. Hollering about, praise the Lord. And they're trying to kill you all at the same time. You better know who you're linking up with. In the church, out of the church. Everything in the church ain't of God. All Israel ain't Israel. And all Israel in the end going to be saved because God going to be done got the non-Israelites out of here. And that's what God doing. All it is is judgment begins where? First. So all he's doing is judging the church. Can't you see what's going on? And at the end, after you done went through all and then many, many tens of, of, of thousands of tons of debris, you'll come out with a little ounce of gold. <laughs> That's a lot of dirt. Just to get, just a. <laughs> That's why it's so expensive. You know what I mean? It ain't fool's gold, it's real gold. You know how many dump trucks it takes just to find just a little bit of gold that you gotta shift through and shift through? Do you know how many people God got to go through just to get a little bit of gold for the church? Man, God is a gold miner. We digging for gold, people. You got to understand, this kingdom that's inside of us is a gold mine. How many ever, can you go out there and find a diamond just go out there, you know, find gold? You got to go, you got to go deep and look a long way. If it was that easy, everybody would have it. That's why I don't like these old ragtail preachers out here preaching so foolish stuff. Because they're leading people to hell. Man, this thing, this thing is challenging. And it's getting tougher and tougher. And when my heart is overwhelmed, you got to do what? Ask God to lead me to the rock. Because if you think you done caught some hell here lately, wait a minute. It's just beginning. We're just getting cranked up. We're just getting cranked up, you know. You know, like them T models, you had to, most of y'all don't know about that. You know, you just getting cranked up. But boy, once that thing get cranked up and it go to spitting, boy, that hell gonna go to spitting out for real. You know what I'm saying? You ain't seen nothing yet. Wait. Instead of us going forward, we're going back to the wild, wild west where they all, everybody toting guns, wanting to kill each other. Something ain't right. Thought cowboy days was over. Thought we supposed to be civilized. We, we more crazy now than there ever been because more of us. Genesis 4, verse 8 through 13. Now look, God sets up a standard, right? Well, let's go back over here. I'm going to show you in the beginning where he set one up too. Now the standard that God set up Ain't always sweet. <laughs> Depends on what you done did or what, let me be proper, what you have done. Okay? Now you take old brother Cain. Now old Cain did what he did. He wanted to do for God the way he wanted to and still live the way he wanted to live. He was a tiller of the ground. In other words, 
He liked the things of the world. So he bring vegetables and stuff, you know, material things to God. Some church folk like that. Cane. They got the cane spirit. God said, I don't want that. Abel, which represents, now Cain represents the physical, the carnal Christian. The first death took place because of religion between Cain and Abel. Now here's Abel. Abel represents the spiritual man. And he brings, he was the tiller of the sheep. Sheep represents the pure thoughts of God. So that's what he brought to God as a sacrifice. Cain over here didn't like that. But God said, now, Cain, if you do good, would I not do the same for you as I do for your brother? Instead of Cain wanting to do what was necessary to be done, Cain became a backstabber and a murderer because he got jealous. Worst thing you can do is get jealous of your sister or brother for living right and God blessing them when all you got to do is do the same thing. But the problem is that you're not getting anywhere because you don't want to, you've gone the way of Cain. You want to do it your way. So Cain and Abel was out in the field one day, the field of life. Cain rose up against him and he killed him. Hit him in the head with a rock. Represents a spiritual thought. Thought. The murderous thoughts that make you assassinate your brother and your sister. That's the murderous demons that's in the world. They come in the church. They're supposed to be about God. But really they're not. They're evil. And they're living evil, and they're doing evil things, and now they try to discount you. You ever had anybody try to discount you for doing good? But God says it's better to suffer for doing good and righteousness than to suffer for doing wrong. So remember, God said that, that Christ was following them through the wilderness. So if he's following us, he's following them too. He's watching, seeing what they're doing, right? Uh-huh. Watch this. I'm judging now. <laughs> See? See, now God, God will take you. I was looking at Exodus, Gods and Kings the other night. Bring that out. And the man playing Moses, he said, let's go this way. Because God spoke to him. But see, the way they was going, Pharaoh's army, it was a little narrow thing, and they couldn't take all them chariots and stuff, see. But the man, Moses, had never been that way before, but God spoke to him and told him to go that way. Well, when the uncool or the carnal Christian who has guile in their heart and deceit, when they try to go the way of the righteous, thinking they're going to get the same payoff, it ain't going to happen. God going to overthrow you in the wilderness. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. So they got through. 
got to the Red Sea, opened up. The righteous went through. <laughs> Uh-oh. But this other one thought, okay, he can do it, I can do it too. Hold on. In my heart, I know God too. Do you? We'll see if you can get through there. Now, you didn't have sense enough not to take them chariots. You went through that little narrow spot and a bunch of them got killed and everything. And now you're going to get everybody killed now because you're up in the middle of the ocean. And it's done parted itself, done drew itself back. And now here comes this big old wall of water. Because you thought that you could follow the righteous. Knowing that you weren't righteous. You were just playing church. You were playing with God. You know. You were playing with God. You're living in sin, but you're playing with God. And you ain't trying to do nothing about it. You ain't trying to do nothing about it. At least ask for God's mercy. That's what I do. On the things that I haven't been able to overcome in life, I say, God, you got to have mercy on me and give me a little more time. But just don't act like that. You got it going on. Please don't do that. And go through that Red Sea thinking that you can follow the man. Okay. God, I don't do this and I don't do that. And I'm glad and the sinner got down on his knees and beat his chest and said, Lord, I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. Now, who you think going to make it through the Red Sea? Alive. The one that got on his knees and knew, acknowledged. The one that acknowledged. Not the one that thought they was all that. Li living a what? A lie. Living a lie. That's exactly right. Living a lie. And fooling other people that's weak to live that lie. So Cain talked with Abel, verse 8. Genesis 4.8, his brother. And it came to pass, Cain represents physical man, carnal. Both of them knew, the carnal Christian, Cain, spiritual Christian, Abel. And it came to pass, they were in the field, field of life, and Cain rose up against him and slew his brother. And the Lord said unto Cain, where is your Abel, thy brother? And he said, I know not, for am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cried out unto me. From where? Where was man made from? The dust of the what? The dust of the ground. And the carnal man living this earthly life has killed. I guess I scared him. The carnal man has killed. The spiritual man. And the blood of the spiritual man is crying out from within. Groaning and moaning that this thing called man comes to the understanding of what it's doing so that it might can live again. It wants to be redeemed. So Abel's blood the life of a man is in the blood, the Bible says. The book of Numbers. Now, Abel's blood, his life, is crying out. See, see, within you, the spiritual man is crying out. But the carnal man keep killing it. Keep doing, you know, all these other things that's killing it. But it's still crying out. And notice now, God knew what Cain did. God know what we're doing too. 
And God know why we're doing it. And God will say, now I'm following you through the wilderness. It ain't going to be long before I overthrow some things in all of us. So verse 11 says, And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened up her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from your hand. When thou tillest the ground, watch this, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. Wow. So, you, 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 I know a lot of people that doing a lot of work, but they're working in vain because it ain't yielding no strength. Cain, Cain, they can't figure out why. Well, I'll tell you why. You ain't doing it right. Because you think you know, but you, you, and you think they'll call you, think you know, but your lifestyle show that you don't know much or nothing. Because talk is cheap, right? If you want to know what a person knows, look at how they live. Am I, am, I in the, am I talking right? Huh? Look, if you want to know what a person believes in, look at how they live. Look at how they live. And, and, and if they ain't doing right, they will despise those that's doing right. If they're living in poverty, they'll despise those that ain't living in poverty. They will. That's why poor people hate rich people. Because they don't have what it takes to get up and do. They could do it, but they refuse to. There's a technique to being rich, just like it's a technique to being poor. You want to be poor? Spend all your money. It's a technique. You want to be rich? Invest your money. It's a technique. Simple, right? But you got to have discipline. You got to have discipline. Too many times we get a dollar and we go crazy. Dollar just burn our pocket. Let's go crazy. You start thinking. My granddaddy said, you ask me, what do you think about it? He said, I ain't thinking about nothing because I go to thinking, I go to want. Stop thinking. You get yourself in trouble. I want this, I want that, I want this, get it out. Forget the dollar, put it over there, hide it. Just stop thinking. Amen? <laughs> stop thinking and you'll stop being broke. It's your thoughts, your own thoughts. It's keeping you broke. <laughs> I know I'm telling the truth. That's why I sat down. You ought to see some of her face. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you want to remedy? Stop. Say it. <laughs> you want to remedy? Stop. Don't think. You get yourself in trouble. You get to thinking, you get to wanting. So we've remedied that. Just don't do it. Just don't think. And he said, now watch this. 13. About out of here. He said, now, Cain said, 
verse 12, right at the end. He said, a fugitive and a vagabond, thou shalt be in the earth. Now this is the curse. This is the penalty that God has put on him, right? But watch what God do. See, God will set up a standard for the right and the wrong. It's still going to be a standard, but Cain ain't going to like it. But it's, it's going to keep him alive. Watch what God do. In verse 13, Genesis 4, 13, he said, And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear when my heart is overwhelmed. Ain't that what happened to Cain? His heart's overwhelmed. Why is his heart overwhelmed? Why? Why is his heart overwhelmed? Because God, God put that curse on him. But check this out. This fool done killed his brother. You would think he'd be overwhelmed about that. He ain't even considered the fact that he killed his brother. It was all about him. See, that's the problem right there. See, me. What about me? Well, what about your brother? But what about me? It's too, it's too much for me to bear. Now my heart is overwhelmed because of my stupidity. But it's too hard for me to bear. God said, okay, I'm going to set up a standard for you too. I'm going to put a mark in your head. You set up a standard? Well, when you go out through there, nobody won't kill Cain. But you going. You going. But you going with a mark in your head so that nobody won't kill you. And you going, and when you tittle the ground and stuff, ain't nothing going to happen. You going to work every day, all day, doing everything that you possibly can, and ain't nothing going to grow. Why? Well, you ain't doing it right. You ain't taking, you took yourself some good counsel. Now you stuck in poverty. You stuck in despair. You stuck in depression. You just stuck. And ain't but one way to get unstuck, and that is to let Jesus do it. Any other way, like a thief and a robber. There's no other way. There's no other way to do it, church. When your heart, when my heart, when their heart is overwhelmed, you better learn to allow yourself to let God's Spirit lead you to the rock that is higher than I. Because, like I told you before, when a plane hits, Chaos and turbulence. A plane don't go down. In other words, a plane don't quit. A plane rises higher. That's what a plane does. In order to get the turbulence out of your life, you've got to rise higher. That's what a plane does. A plane don't succumb to the wind. It gets out of that. When it, when, when it gets crazy on it, it's got to go up. When the enemy come in and try to get crazy on you, Go up! Don't stay away from church because somebody acting a fool in your house. That's the stupidest thing you can do. That's time to gird up your loins and let's walk this thing out. The devil is a lie. You got to learn how to fight this thing, y'all. Walk around here like you're dead and stuff. You can't, you can't let the devil do that to us. Have you all down and out. You working hard every day. And letting a stinking devil take you down like that. The devil is a stinking liar. I wish I had him in my house. I'll bust somebody's head. 
and go to jail. But my house will be straight. Me and my house going to serve the Lord. I'm tired of these foolish people taking down God's people that's trying to live right, oppressing them. The Bible talks about how men will be ruled by women and your children will oppress you. And that's exactly what's happening. The devil is a stinking liar. Tell me I can't bust his head. Yes, I can. I had him. I'll kill him. Tell me what I can't do. You take him. Feed him. He's getting up out of here. The devil is a stinking liar. We're stomping that devil right now. In the name of Jesus. That devil got to go. That devil got to go. No more. No more, church. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Everybody need prayer. Get on up here. We're going to do some praying today. We're going to kill this thinking demon. That's all time in the way. Time you turn around, he's thinking. On the job, he's thinking. In the house, he's thinking. In the individual, he's thinking. 